This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, draggy dudes, it's Alex Lee here. Now, this episode you're about to listen to is a little different because we normally record in front of a live audience, but thanks to a very generous gift from our friends at Audio Technica, we were able to record this from our own homes. So uh, hang in there, it's going to be a little different uh, from normal, but uh, we had heaps of fun and we're sure you will too. Uh, stay safe out there, you little cuties, and enjoy the show. So we're doing this remotely, um, which is how is weird, but I think we're doing well so far. We've got a whole kind of Zoom conference room. I can see everybody's faces. Um, we're recording our own audio. We're soldiering on. I agree, Dave. We, we're yet to start the show, but we are doing well. Where's Baston? He was training in the jungle. Bobby Pancakes. He was running with the wolves. Where was Peter? Learning to read from the talking dog, yeah. He runs his papa's company Dark Lord's tribe He's a very naughty man Ireland together The life for hope we call the dragon friend It has been less than a month since we all gathered in groups of ten or more to play Dungeons and Dragons at the Vanguard Theatre but oh, what a difference four weeks make The dragon friends newly reunited have found their way to the Lormington Stills in Charming Flosin Nice place to visit if you can afford it Familial rivals were dispatched, old houses burned down, mistakes were made. We all have to live with them. For the first time in three years, the Dragon Friends are together again, and yet, in paranoia, recrimination and despair, they have never been further apart. And yet, some small measure of success in your mission has been made. The revolutionary lieutenant, Lothario Windswept Third, has been rescued from under the nose of your enemy, LaCroix, and you've helped him on his mission, tracking magical shipments of vials smuggled out of Daggerford and into the Lormington Stills. It is in these stills, still blackened by corporate piracy, that you find yourselves now, staring up at a pristine and arcane magical device, seemingly focused on a granite slab laid carefully underneath. A small desk to the side holds only loose papers, a silver bell, and a letter explicitly laying out a stranger's personal tragedy that you're trying not to dwell on. Otherwise, it seems, the trail runs cold here. Can anybody read? Well, Eden, you've read the letter. The letter All we right. read at the end of the last episode. Right. I just wanted to establish that. Uh, <laughs> well, if we're just saying if we can read or not, I mean, I... I if, we're there, if there are no further questions, I can read. Uh, I'm oh, able I to read as well. I also write some stirring poetry. We learn to read from a talking dog. I'm sure that's <laughs> true, We learn to read by a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is right. that Filge finding that funny? So, uh, this Lothario, what, what is this freaking machine? What's going on here? I mean, it's obviously something not cool. 
Well, it depends what it's being used for. It looks to be an arcane focus of some kind, but uh, without looking at it closer, I couldn't tell you. Well, do you have a minute to perhaps look closer? Well, I can, but don't you have an artificer in your party? Oh, oh no, well, yeah, great idea. Technically, I am. Good yes, call, technically, good call. I am an artificer. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just a revolutionary, you know, and, and a poet. I don't know if I mentioned. <laughs> uh, Dave, I would like to do a... Ooh, what kind of check would I like to do? <laughs> um, you maybe, asking me or are you just giddy with possibilities? <laughs> maybe I'll do a perception check on the old arcane focus. Okay, great. I'm going to roll a d20 yep. and roll two, three, four, five. I got a three. <laughs> uh. All right, you don't, you can't tell exactly what it does. Like I said, it was full of these kind of weird nodules that the vials could go in, as I mentioned last episode, and it's focused on this tablet the only how, how big is it it's is huge it, it's like it's like these, six feet tall yeah these stills are like 1200 liters and are six feet tall what is hmm? a little a little throwback there <laughs> keep, keep going uh you think you're fucking funny but you're not um it's not so no, it's, fun to bully dave without people to watch isn't it <laughs> the difference here is i can just leave i can just turn all of this off coronavirus has a like means that i'm protected so none of that shit but no, it's it's a massive industrial still, and it has been built all the way up to at least probably the set what you would consider to be the second story. This vast machine, obviously made by a very powerful artificer, but with a three you can't see anymore. If somebody else wants to investigate, they can, but they don't have your skill. Just a question for Dave: Is the focuser like a thing pointing down to the the slab? That's correct. It, it's sitting above a wagon that um, that has straw with the slab laid down underneath it, and there are what looks like mirrors uh, focusing energy down, but it's all dormant at the moment. Can I investigate the slab, day? Yeah, make for me a perception check as well, or an investigation check's fine. Uh, oh, it's a spicy five. Cinco. Cinco <laughs> investigado. Cinco to dice. Okay, so you also don't find anything, It's except mm. you notice that when you touch it, it is freezing cold to the touch, and it seems to be uh, crystallized with kind of ice or snow. I rolled a seventeen. Um, what were you investigating? Investigating the um, the sort of the the whole apparatus. It seems to me like it might be some sort of like um, something that sh- like I assume the, the body's being shipped in. Something's being done to the bodies, and something's being focused down into the bodies. Well, no, with the seventeen, it looks like it's focusing on the slabs itself. As I said, these slabs are unnaturally cold. It looks like they've absorbed some kind of powerful magical force. On it, but with the seventeen, you notice a couple of other things as well, Bobby. You see, uh, find an artificer's mark that banknote had missed, which is a filigree S and feels personal and a T. Is the filigree S like the Stussy S? It's exactly like the Stussy S. It's the Stussy S, but then a a calligraphy T. It's a really it's a mixed symbol, um, but it's that's what it is. So imagine a copper plate lowercase T with the Stussy S uh, overwhelming it. That's the Hmm. Does it have a, um. does the Stussy S have a jester's hat on it or is it the classic? Also, someone's <laughs> tried to draw a little skateboard next uh-huh, to it, uh-huh. but really struggled with the translation from two to three dimensions. Yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's that all of those things uh-huh. are on the artificer's mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also notice something else as you clamber up to have a look at it, Bobby, which is that there is something on the granite slab obscured by the ice but it looks like there's something carved or written into the face of it mm, what does it say you should read it <laughs> you would have to remove you'd have to get the ice get rid of the ice somehow oh um, well I'm gonna I'm gonna bang it with like the back of my um, like dagger 
Or like scrape it off with my dagger. Okay, so you start chipping at the ice. That'll take a little bit of time. Yep. All right, so Bobby starts chipping away at the ice. And as he does this while he's working, um, Lofty is walking around and he pulls out a little sketchbook and a small leather roll of pencils. And he starts drawing very quickly and with surprising competence a sketch of the entire apparatus. Uh, he seems very excited. Lofty? Uh, yes. Can you draw me riding a bike? <laughs> do you mean, do you mean right now? Yeah. I, What's Filge snacking on in this? Um, <laughs> in this, it still? really feels like Filge is uh, eating something. Yeah. What's, oh, what's mean, Filge find? I, me helping Bobby. I'm just like licking up the ice that he's chipping off. Okay. Well, in that case, I need you to make for me a Constitution <laughs> saving throw. <laughs> DC 15. Oh, shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, I got a 19 sucked in. Okay. So you take half damage. You take four points of damage. Oh, man. Uh, and your, your tongue um, is frozen solid, like it's sticking out of your mouth, rendering you unable to make hard S and T sounds. Uh, shall I shall I draw <laughs> you with your normal tongue or your tongue like this on the back? A normal tongue. Okay. <laughs> uh, Bobby, at this point, you've managed to chip away enough at the ice and... Lofty comes around, uh, which is to say Lothario, comes around to look at the um, at what you've revealed. And it is a strange, ancient uh, mark, a runic symbol of some kind. And make for me, Bobby, a, a history check. That's a 14 plus... 3, 17. All right, so then you recognize it, actually, even before Lothario looks at it. And as the symbol of High Netheril... Netheril, as you, Bobby, know, is, was an ancient precursor civilization on Faerun, a empire that spanned coast to coast, run by mages that kept slaves, had masterful technologies, and um, forced all of Faerun to bend the knee to the to to the basically their imperial seat, and then thousands of years ago, as they rose, so they fell. To obscurity and dust, but it was—it's the huge ancient empire, and this is the symbol of High Netheril. Is that on the—is uh, that on the stills or the apparatus or the tablet? That's on the stone tablet. It's—it's been carved into the tablet. Right, and how how big are these stone tablets, Jay? Don't laugh, but about six foot long. Are there other okay. tablets in within the still, or just this one that's on the cart underneath the device? It's actually, I keep saying a cart, but it's more of a table. Um, and oh, yeah. A kind of one that you'd sleep on? Or yeah, all right, all right. A regular and table. A moving table? Look, it's a fucking table, and <laughs> it has straw laid out to protect the stone, and there's just one tablet on it. And how thin is it? It's quite thick. It's about two hand spans thick. It's also much too heavy for... So this is like a Kubrickian kind of... A monolith, yes, obelisk. monolith it's an, ob- yeah. an obelisk. Okay, it's- so... Hello? Oh, it's Bobson! <laughs> <laughs> this not good. Um, so, we should just destroy. Hardly agree there. Mm, yes. Don't you think? No, 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 please. I, 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 I beg of you, this crucial piece of the puzzle that we're only now just getting a glimpse of. Strahd, you cunning bastard. Wait, you're... You're saying that you don't want us to destroy this clearly evil piece of technology? Well, I don't think you could if you tried, but look, we have it all here. We have the focusing device. <laughs> wait, wait. I, I think we could give it a go. <laughs> We've destroyed more interesting and uh, complicated things than this before in our and lives. And historically valuable. <laughs> it does strike me, though, um, Lothario, that uh, my eyes on you now. 
Uh, Dave, can you mark it in your book? The banknote is now sceptical of Lothario. I'm not a fucking telltale game. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if you've got to mark it the way Nemesis now or something, but uh, banknote seems banknote to... Banknote will remember this. <laughs> Lothario's dodgy. There's something sus about this guy. Okay. Uh, do you, so I will... Okay, I'm going to write that down. I don't know what that means, but... Just if I forget, can you remind me, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm outsourcing my memory to you, Dave. Dave, I had a bit... Um, Phil tried to be more ice. <laughs> I was going to say it wears off, but in that case, it lasts for quite a while longer. Okay. Are you going to destroy the tablet? How are you going to All destroy right. it? All right, team, friends. Yes. The story so far. Strahd is doing bad shit and bringing baby vampires together, sucking people's blood, turning them into little gas vials, shipping them here where those little gas vials are put into this big machine which is putting some sort of evil magic into this stone. Did I miss anything? That is incredibly lucid for you. I mean, I I haven't known you for very long. Uh, it, It indeed did feel very lucid. So... The thing is, we can either destroy it, we can take it with us, but the thing that we are forgetting is we have to get Lothario windswept back to water deep. That's right. You have a letter from um, Janos Mir, your patron, and he's asked you to bring him back because Lothario is one of two of Banknote Senior's lieutenants in the Resistance and a vital part to reuniting the sort of disparate forces uh, that are laid out in opposition to Strahd. Now, Lothario, as I see it, we can't leave this technology for stride. We need to take it back to Waterdeep, and you need to come with us. I came to where we are, the Ocean Estates, to work out what was happening in the Red Houses. And if this gets us any closer, well, I suppose we can bring it back. Well, actually, are you trying to persuade him? Make a persuasion check. Oh, yeah, baby. You can have um, advantage because of, uh, <laughs> because of Eden's frankly unbelievable... Um, Moment of lucidity there. Are you, are you flexing <laughs> on Zoom right now? Yeah, because of my lucidity. Was, was a that a brain flex, flex Eden? <laughs> yeah, brain flex. Watch out. Um, that was a 19 on the first roll, so I'll take that. I'm going to just do a wee in the still while everyone's chatting. Okay. Actually, on my second roll, I got a uh, 23, so I'll take that. <laughs> I would like, I think that this is classic spy stuff. You, you don't just come along to an enemy's thing and just leave it there to keep doing evil stuff. Mm. You sabotage. So I'm going to do a wee in the still. Is this, your, is this Filch's sabotage trademark? You like the wet bandits? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, because they need to... Th- if, if they see that it's damaged, then they won't trust it anymore. But if they come back and go, oh, this is just working perfectly, no one's touched it, they won't suspect Ho, ho, Filch, you in cunning thing. So while you're all talking, Filch, wa- uh, Filch with tongue still lolling out, walks up Peace. a small step ladder. And turns to face away from you all as she hikes down her scale male pants and just starts wazzing all over the... Am I saying this right? Is that what you're... Look, I'm no genius, but I don't know if we is going to be enough to destroy this clearly magical device. No, we need to see if the we freezes or if the we remains liquid. Or, plus, there could be a secret message on the still somewhere. (laughs) You know what? It does. It starts to freeze and there is that moment. For a moment, you all sort of... Um, lean in around the stone as if you think for a second that words are forming in the we and then there is a pause and all of you at approximately the same time realise that you are just watching slowly freezing piss and nobody wants to be the first one to speak 
What do we think? Uh, just outside of the world, do we think piss freezes are they higher or lower temperature than water? Would, it's go around. Everyone have a go. It's got impurities. It's got impurities in it, right? It's hotter. I mean, I was just wondering if it's if it's very cold, will the the coldness travel up the pee stream into filge? And That's does, what I'm worried about. Does we have impurities if it's sterile? That's what I'm questioning. Well, it's is water impure piss? I think then? it really depends on what filge has been drinking. <laughs> I've missed you guys. I've missed you all. Dragon friends. <laughs> I was going to stay away from Waterdeep for I don't know if you know the political strife that is currently plaguing the resistance, but you've convinced me. I do it. I'll come back with you and unite my people. And the music swells. Right, what check can I do to, to work out if this guy's a fucking sus guy? What is it? In, is it insight? Yeah, make an insight check. Uh, that is a 19 plus my insight. Is he, is he fucking You're starting to think he was, he was just born this way, to be honest. Uh, he's an excitable man and he is ready to go back to Waterdeep. Bobby has convinced him. As far as you can tell, but of course the DC might have been higher, Hing, than you rolled. In which case, he may be about to kill all of you. Could have been a billion. Step, step, step. What? Hang on, hang on. What, 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 did, you, what did you mean, Dave? What, what, I, what I, did you mean? I, I'm just I'm explaining to you how Dungeons I, and Dragons <laughs> works. Because technically I actually rolled a 20. Um, oh, I so you tried my... to trick me? No, well, I didn't add my modifier because I thought 19 to be high enough, but I actually rolled you the You tried 20. to trick sweet, beautiful Dave? Sweet, simple Dave? Sweet, you tried to take advantage simple, of our sweetest, simple you know, you know what, stupid you know Dave? You're sitting at home, Hing. You're sitting at home. Ironic. Show me that fucking 20. Dim. Show me the 20. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, uh... You know, dice I this, you know <laughs> <laughs> No, you don't. The, the, the bottom line is that you think he's on the level. Where do you want it, Dave? I'll email it to you. Yeah, email it to me. Thanks. I'm so angry about this. As Hang on. Ping, sorry. I'm, I'm... Listen to me. Focus. As far as you know, which means that it is now up to your strength as an improviser to play a character that believes that Lothario is his friend. Do you understand me? Can I be I any clearer? That. Yes, Dave. I understand. You're still emailing me, aren't you? Yeah, I'm still emailing you. Hey, Dave, um, is, is your email address... No, it's not So we're taking this piss-covered rock with us or what? Well, we can't leave it here. Well, we can put it in a cart or something. Actually, is there a cart around, Dave? There was a cart back at the um, house, at, at um, Rutherglen House. Have the, have the flames leapt to the, from the house to the cart yet? <laughs> well, that was... I mean, yeah, that was hours ago. So you... Um, I guess no, you don't have a cart. You, that's a good well, one. if I know anything, fire is a fickle mistress. Depending on the way the wind was blowing, it may not have caught a light. Okay, do you know what? Mm. They, the cart wasn't in the house. All right, no, I'm just rolling for it and this. The, the cart that was parked outside is still there if you want to take it with you. If we take this tablet with us, it's not going to be the little halfling who ends up carrying it, is it? It's going to be trusty old dependable Phil. Yeah, but you don't have any horses as well. There were no horses tied to that cart. I also do worry that if we pick it up, our hands will freeze. <laughs> and be covered in piss. We can't leave it here. I'm going to let you make with advantage because you're being helped. Filge, you're going to decide this for us. Make for me a DC 17 strength check. If you succeed, then I, then yes, you can take the cart with you. But otherwise, Filge gently kiboshes the idea. Filge, you, you do a, a, a sort of practice. You realize that if you're going to carry it with you, you're going to get piss all over your hands. And also it's going to be a little too heavy. Yeah, guys, okay. um, it's a little bit slippery. Someone pissed on it. Fear not, travel companions. Friends, I should say. Uh, I drew a beautiful, uh, wild, you know, technically very proficient, but also with a lot of soul in it, I think, artwork uh, of the device, which I can bring back and show Janos Mir. 
and he shows you a very um, technical diagram of the still and the sigil on the manuscript, and there's a small uh, likeness of a half-orc riding a bicycle to the side That's of it. That's Filge riding a bike. <laughs> that bit should be bigger. That- okay, look, I think, um, I, th- I think we, as we leave, we should just destroy everything here. Um, I've burnt these stills down before. I'll do it again. Okay. Is that was that not common knowledge? That was not common knowledge. No, that no. was. While we were away, I we were all we've all been busy. I feel learned to read from a talking dog. Um, I did some corporate sabotage here and burnt they, these uh, stills down. I think a couple of years ago. Wait a minute, Lotharia says. Um, so back when you were in the house, when they said that their that their other son had died in a fire in the stills two years ago. Was that the self-same fire, or was that maybe a different fire? I guess there's no way we'll ever know. Um, but um, does anyone have any uh, petrol or other flammables we could pack this with before we set it on fire? Rocks don't catch on fire. Stone doesn't catch on fire. We're going to have to shatter it. Ah, good idea. All right, Dave, I will cast Thunder Wave. The level... Do it at your highest level. I'm yes. A- I'm going to take a quick step outside. <laughs> Okay. Perhaps I shall join you for some fresh air. Oh yes, <laughs> it's starting idea. to it's starting to smell like piss in there. The you you walk out into the cold light of dawn, Baston and Filge, and you face the sun. While Hing Banknote casts else? the level one spell, fifteen foot Q, which is originating two uh, D eight thunder damage, and we push ten feet away from from you. So you're trying to push, um, you're trying to push it ten feet away. Yes, and and, and destabilize so it destabilizes it so it doesn't uh, fall down. But I actually be using three d8s because um, I'm going to use a level two spell slot. Okay, it fails its Constitution save, uh, uh, it- so it takes uh, eighteen damage and is pushed ten feet. Okay, there is a dull crack in the stone, but it um, on the surface of it, but the sigil is still readable and the thing seems to be holding together. Uh, Filge, uh, what do you, uh, how about you bring in old Thunder's oh, Sorry, just wake. another detail. Uh, the, de- the Thunder Wave spell emits a thunderous boom, aud- uh, audibly detectable 300 feet in any direction. Ow. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's, there's a giant boom in the room. You're inside a tiny tin still with Bobby, is that right? And Lothario? Yes. All of you make... Uh, no, no, we're out. We, uh, didn't we go out? We're no, out, we're only, best on and, only best on and Filge are outside. <laughs> no, no, we're not out of the warehouse like they are, we're, but we're not. We're, 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 out, we're underneath the still, aren't we? You're inside the still, but the still is essentially a large tin silo. So oh, I thought... I, oh, sorry. I misunderstood the uh, the architecture of the room. I thought that this was built underneath the stills, like in a trapdoor or something. It, mm. did, it was. You went down underneath, but then it goes all the way up to the stills. You still. What I'm saying is you're in, a, you're in a large, empty, small, enclosed space. So all of you make for me quickly... A constitution saving throw. Bobby, Lothario, you and... You are inside Becky. a bell. Well, I, I shouldn't have to. I cast it. I'm fine. That should make for me the roll. That be a 13 for old Jake Jake. 13? Yep. Uh, 13 uh, fails. Lothario is deafened. Uh-huh. Uh, five uh, for Bobby. Okay, Bobby also uh, fails. 18. And banknote, who cast it, is fine. But the two of you are deafened for one hour. I, I'm having flashbacks of Vantage, I just want to point out. So so Baston and Filge go back in and everyone's just bleeding from the earlobes? Yeah. Yes. There's a, um, except for Banknote, who is going interesting, interesting, and making some notes, presumably. Mm, yes. I'm going to go and give it a wank, give it a whack with Thunder's wank. Wake. Nice. Yes. Wake, wake. Thunder's wake, uh, all right. Perhaps we should try a better kind of Thunder. And she lifts it over her head and she whacks it down. And I got a 17. 
All right, there is another crack and you notice that the ice is starting to melt. These two cracks in it, it's still very readable. You can't kind of destroy it into rubble, but it is, the magic of it seems to be dissipating and the ice is slowly melting again. It looks like it's, if you waited for a few hours, it would it would warm up again. Oh, and as, you, as sorry, as Alex, as well as, as the second crack happens, also mist seems to rise up from the two cracks and swirls up into the room and suddenly you get a couple of visions flowing, flying past all of you. Oh, and one other thing as well. Um, inside the crack, suddenly this kind of uh, sort of a smoky fog starts to rise from the stone until it's enveloping all of you and visions start to dance in front of your head. Um, you see uh, a, a woman standing, um, holding the hand from like a point of view and you hear a voice but you can't see it saying will you make me the happiest farmer in the world and marry me? And she says I will! And then that fades away and then there's um, a boy running down the street and he falls over and grazes his knee and he goes ow my knee papa my knee it hurts so much um and then you see um uh the last thing you see is a play it's like you're watching a play and it's uh, a musical about cabbages um and uh it looks to be pretty good and you, you catch a glimpse of it and then it, it goes away A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Uh, Dave, can I roll as Michael Hing to to insight with you to see if any of that was relevant? <laughs> no, you can't, Hing. No, uh, these are memories. These these are memories. That play was the one we put on. So these are these are the things that have happened, and maybe this is if these are all them people's souls or them's memories or something. I thought it was eerily reminiscent of Terence Malick's Tree of Life. <laughs> is that Baston talking? <laughs> Yeah, he's a big Malik fan. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Listen to an audible podcast about it while he was in Tokyo. <laughs> okay, well, we're halfway there. Let's just finish destroying this, and then we'll be on our way, okay? Okay. <laughs> Ignoring the, the, the... like the has got a big crack in it, and the stuff came out. So let's say destroyed. Destroyed, yes. So <laughs> 12 hours later, everyone is watching as Banknote meticulously with his artifices, masonry tools, a small chisel and a pneumatic jackhammer device of his own invention, finishes successfully deconstructing the granite uh, into small cubes and pieces of sand. It has been destroyed. It is now as dust upon the wind. It is gone and we continue playing Dungeons and Dragons. Well... What a good adventure. Let's all go home. <laughs> We've destroyed the cube, and that was clearly the enemy of all of us. Lothario is... What do we loot? We loot, Dave? Do what do you loot? loot? Yeah. Well, there's the... Do you want to take some of the broken stone? You gather some of it up into a leather a pouch. Sample and if you want, there's idea. the bell as well. You can have the bell. Okay, I'll take the bell. Ooh, the do bell. we have any of those vials? Can I hear now again? Since it's been yeah, yes, we can you can. You can all hear. The, if, if, you, if you take enough time doing mundane, boring tasks, I guess 
all problem. You know what? You've all had a rest. Everybody have full hit points. I don't give a fuck Hooray! anymore. Um, Hooray! Hit points, hit points. Thanks, Hing. No worries, guys. Hey, I'm just here to help out the crew. Um, obviously, oh Dungeons & Dragons is really meaningful to me, and I just that- want my friends to be able to play the best game they can. That Go was team. a fa- I haven't had a rest like that in a long time. Nothing like the sleep of someone who murdered some innocent people and set their house on fire. <laughs> the four of you walk outside the still, and there's a merchant there, and he says, Hello, my name. Rummy, I need someone to take these four horses to Waterdeep. I'll pay them all ten gold pieces each if they leave now. How do you feel about that? Sold. I'll take all four. Congratulations. Um, Rummy, tell us your story. Well, thanks for asking. I was actually born a prince. Uh, very oh, few people. <laughs> of course, the uh, the proof of my birthright is buried in a cave not far from here. <laughs> but it's protected by a powerful sorceress. My stepmother, in fact. Are you saying if we went to this cave and killed your stepmother, who you have to promise us is evil, and we recovered your birthright. You could also make us princes and princesses of this oh, land. Oh, I dare say I probably could. Anyway, you just wanted me for the horses. Goodbye. Uh, Dad about to have an aneurysm. We'll be back for you, Rummy. Everybody go. says they'll be Wait, back Rummy, for Rummy. Rummy, before you go. Rummy. Yeah. Rummy, before you go, please take one of these cursed bits of granite that smells a bit like ice and piss <laughs> and never forget me. And um, banknote hands Rummy a small cube from the uh, granite tablet. I will cherish this always. <laughs> Rummy takes Boy, it. And I can't he, wait for the adventures of Rummy next episode. He takes that piece of granite and he puts it in his pocket. And much like an NPC in a video game that has no more information to give you, he smiles faintly and looks into the middle <laughs> distance, not making eye contact until you leave the scene. <laughs> All right. Let's get on this this horse. Look, um, and there are four horses and there are five of us. <laughs> <laughs> Three days later, and you are outside Waterdeep, uh, the city of splendors where, Bobby, you began and, as a little boy, uh, walked those filthy streets. But it seems that the city has changed. As you crest the hill, you can see it below you, and... For the second time in your adventuring careers, the Dragon Friends find themselves staring at a city that it seems is in some way under lockdown. You can see from your vantage point large queues of farmers, caravaneers, and merchants trying to get into the city, while at the front of the queue, one of the black-robed judicators, surrounded by city watch tufts, are investigating people's wagons, and even as you watch capsizing a protesting merchant's wagon and kicking his goods into the dirt. Uh, I've got a bit of topical gear. Can I do some topical gear? You, Ben, I would love for you to right now provide us with a topical okay, show. Okay, so there's a... Uh, uh, you, you can't hear a lot, but you can hear one side of the conversation and the judicator's saying, well, well, do you need to be outside? It doesn't look to me like you're exercising. I'm walking with the... Um, I am working... I'm just... Uh, I'm, I'm just walking. I think you're out that's, that's loitering. Do some jumping I'm jacks. Not a, I'm, not a, I'm not a fast walker. I've got this gammy knee. See, that's some topical gear. There you go, guys. Timeless. Absolutely timeless. And it will only get funnier as the coronavirus recedes into <laughs> our collective memory. So, yeah, it looks like... Um, These people are are being bullied by the guards and nobody's fighting back. There's a real aura of gloom and despair in the queue from where you can see. I should walk right up there and slit his throat. Wouldn't that teach him? (laughs) Teach him to have a throat? You you said it, comrade. (laughs) You must know a sneaky way into the city with all your sneaking resistance ways. 
And we can go straight back to Janos Mir and tell him we did a good job for once. Oh, yes, well, I happen to, actually. I, uh, I have a friend. I don't know if you've met him. He's a little man. Um, he usually, uh, this time of day, hangs out there. He's the leader of Cell 17, Bobson Dugnut. He's a good man. And as he says this, he walks to a tree and he knocks three times on the uh, tree trunk and there is a suddenly a glowing hairline crack appears in it and then an entire area of it winks out of existence as it's illusory and the tree is in fact carved hollow and there's stairs leading down. Do you like the tree, guys? You That's hear cool. from the from inside? It's a spooky magic tree! Top secret! And Bobson Dugnut walks out eating a kebab. Yep. Bobson! Hey, guys! How was bloody uh, up the road? I know I suggested I that, but we've already established that all of these secret passages go through like six miles of underground <laughs> sewer, which means that he's walked his kebab through the sewer. Yeah, it's good to enjoy a kebab in the open air, though. So you, you want to carry a little bit. It's lamb. <laughs> Let it breathe. They only do lamb once a week at the kebab shop down in the uh, beggar's court. What do they mostly do? Chicken and beef and rat. Mainly rat. Right. Uh, so let's go down into the sewers and head towards the beggar court. All right, so you head um, down with Bobson and Lothario as you make your way into the beggar's court, which is as abandoned as it was the first time that you saw it. It seems that the people of the underground of Waterdeep are in hiding, even from this hidden space. Uh, Bobson leads you up to a rickety building built into the central courtyard of the beggar court, where you've known um, Janus Mir has at times held court. And as he walks you through, he takes you not to Janice's office, but instead to a second story room where he knocks carefully on the door, which um, after he hears a voice, op- um, enter, he just goes, he opens hey guys, the- look, before you go in, it looks a lot worse than it is. Okay. Don't, don't just, just stay positive. Okay. The door opens up. And you see a bed and, lo- and sitting upright in the bed with a tray drinking a small soup is the figure of Janos Mir and uh, mighty irrepressible underlord crime captain that he is. Uh, he does look very mortal in this instant. The ugly red bruises on his neck haven't healed. You see a walking stick by the bed and he's wrapped up in night clothes. Yeah, it took you long enough, didn't it? How was it? Well, we, we have one at a time. Halfman. <clears throat> yeah. Here's Lothario. Here's your man. Ah, Lofty. Good to see ya. I knew that if I didn't return you, your father would never hear the end of it, or I wouldn't hear the end of it from your father. I've, I've got a real headache, and... Uh... <laughs> if you didn't return his... If you didn't return him... To his father, you would yell at his father. Yeah, that's basically how I'd do it. I'd do it as a sort of um, deflection thing. You know what I mean? I'd go to his father, I'd say, I think your son's dead. And he'd go, oh no, I'd go, oi, sharp! <laughs> that way I sort of remain dominant. He coughs weakly into a handkerchief and puts it away and you think you see specks of blood. Lofty didn't tell you his father as he likes to uh, pretend he's one of the common people, doesn't he? He does not do a very good job of that. I don't think who my father is particularly relevant right now. I'm back, and I'm ready to lead the resistance. You're in no shape to do it yourself, and the other faction's a joke. Hand the command to me. What? No, I, I, wait, you're the commander here now? I, I don't think that's really what's happening here. We we, we were allied to uh, Bobson, and 
and uh, uh, with the greatest of respect, Artificer, you don't understand the politics here. So I knew you were a sucker. <laughs> fuck, I knew it. I absolutely knew it. Oh, you are fucking dead. You're fucking dead. Look, everybody, Look, just he says hastily, looking through his uh, notebook. Uh, Lothario, you you're not the boss of this resistance any more than you were. But when you left, as you well know, this resistance has suffered in a vacuum of sorts since Banknote left, and you are half the man he was, almost precisely. And it would take half as much again for you to gain control. Does that work? Is my maths basically No, that sound? was pretty good. That was, that was devastating. So, wait, am I right in thinking that uh, Lothario is trying to wrestle uh, power away from my family? Well, your father is missing, presumed dead. Mm. And in his absence, his two lieutenants, who he was sort of training up for the top job have not successfully bested each other to the extent that they could take over control of the resistance. Janos is kind of more of a power broker. He's an Eddie Obeid figure, if you will. Happily yeah. reference for our international listeners who travelled in a time machine from a But also ago. irrelevant to our national listeners outside of New South Wales. One of those power um, potential leaders is Lothario Windswept III, leader of a group called The Gentles, but... As Janos goes on to tell you, there is was another potential claimant to the throne. Eleanor Grundle, mythic hero of the Resistance, ex-spy who left the Resistance just before Banknote went missing under slightly dubious terms. However, her followers, a faction called the Commons, are still very loyal to her. And without her assent, Lothario has no claim over the leadership of the resistance. Um, just while this is happening, Bobby's going to use um, Leger de Main um, to basically lift um, Lothario's uh, sketchbook from his person. Okay, make for me a stealth. I, I believe it is a... Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. Yeah, that's a 16 plus 7. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, you Yep, you successfully lift it from his pocket and slip it into your own. The entire notebook. Lothario is... So, so Lothario is a little bit testy at this. Um, and he's like, Eleanor Grendel left the revolution. She's she's gone. She's no one. She's persona non grata to the I'm court. not here to argue with you. Oh, no, we flipped again. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys have got to work this out. Dragon friends, go find Grendel. Bring her to me. We'll have a little parlay and work it out once and for all. Wait a second. Were we meant to get something for doing this for You know what you, you get? You get a big thumbs up from me and a gold star from Bobson. He says that, but both, but his hand is in a sling after being manhandled by the guards, so it's like a hypothetical thumbs up. But 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 Bobson has a real sheaf of gold star stickers, and he's actually cut them out and he starts handing them out. There's one for you. There's one for you. There's one for you. And there's one for you. Lothario, would you like a get off me? Where was Grundle last seen then? Eleanor Grundle uh, left the resistance, as you know, just before banknote went missing. She, however, has not left the city, and he starts rifling through some papers next to his um, little trundle ta- uh, tray with soup, and he says, yeah, they say that she's uh, holed up on Gilderoy Street in a building of her own, a business of her own design, yes, a school of some kind, halfway house for orphans, don't really care for it myself, uh, the, the Grundle School, that's right, and he pulls out a piece of paper, and he hands it over to you, Baston, who helped him through that troubling sentence. So she goes hiding somewhere in a building named after herself? She started a, a friend, her own business. She, she's, she's cut the apron strings and run off on herself. And I, was, and I said we were done with her, but now the banknote's gone, we're going to need her back in the fold. It doesn't sound like you've been very busy in our absence. 
He coughs. <laughs> he sort of looks to his left where his walking stick is, and then he looks to his right where there is a bowl full of rags sodden with blood. And he goes, I've been busy. Um, all right, I'm going to cast um, Healing Hands on uh, on Janosmir. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to say to him, um, Well, you're no good to us in this current state. You need to be fighting fit in order to uh, help us take on our various enemies in this uh, troubling time. One more thing before we go, uh, Janos. Mm. Look at these. Uh, we found in on the Flosin Estates, we found this contraption. But no sign of Strad. This was sort of focusing. Uh, but what's it focusing? Piss, man. <laughs> Did you say piss? Yes, no, piss. vials, vials. These are uh, vials that sort of release memories. Um, stoppered lead vials. And what's his sigil? That's it's... the Stussy sign. <laughs> <laughs> It's netherall. It's the sign of the netherall. They haven't been around for millennia. Yeah. No shit. Leave this with me, he says. You go get Grundle and I'll do some inquiries. I've got some people that know this and that about the netherese. It was nine hit points, Dave, that I restored to Janos Mir. All right. Uh, he, he, he suddenly, he sort of shimmers and then his throat looks a little bit better and he experimentally takes his handkerchief and he coughs into it and he looks and the blood has cleared up. Is it his blood has gone clear? <laughs> Yes, join Scientology. <laughs> what do you think, Hank? Leave this with me. And I thank you for that kind service. Uh, me lord, I don't, I don't think... Have I, have I met you? I'm yeah, he's, um, he's Banknote's son. He's met him. I am the son of Banknote. I'm also Banknote. I'm, you know, oh, yeah, that's right. You're um, Tim. Thank you, Tim. I will not no, forget I'm his not. kindness soon. I'm, nope. And Tim, Tim. Make a note, Look, make I, a note, make a Tim. note. That Tim can get whatever he wants from the quartermaster's well, office. All right, Dave. I thought you might do this. I thought you might do this, so I pre-rolled a magic missile. <laughs> no. He just gave you a dip in the bag, Hank. Did he? Well, no, I, I gave it to Tim. But no, are you going to kill Janos Mir? No, there's a dip in the bag. I there, is not a, the bag. there is not a dip in the bag. <laughs> you said he could have whatever he wants from the quartermaster. <laughs> but the Tim can. Yeah, yeah. Tim can. Tim can get yeah, something so if, from the if, quartermaster. If, if Hing swallows his pride and goes to the quartermaster and says his name's Tim. Yeah, or a deed poll office. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you're a chip <laughs> off the old block, Tim. Mm-hmm. I think your father would be proud if he weren't, you know, obviously dead. I'm going to write out this chit here and it says, give Tim any item that he requires from the quartermaster's office uh that's okay, that's, to just, pay, um, that's made just, out to tim now leave me for i am weary and sick and must and then sleep. he just literally just goes <laughs> okay the quartermaster is a um is the quartermaster is run by a goblin uh in a suit uh who looks up as you arrive oh yes hello um i was given this uh uh and allowed me to what's have exciting a it's a dip in the bag everybody dip in the bag 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 yes oh now this is made out to a tim so i just need some identification yes that's me i don't i don't uh oh no 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 um i'm gonna cast um uh um phantasmal force um, wow. Which creates a, a, a an illusory cube around the man. Um, which How will is have that going to help? Because he, within the illusion, um, I will um, I will put a um, an ID in. Uh, so you are creating an says, entire new room with entirely a ten foot. It's a ten foot yep. cube, and it's, it's and everything is the same. It's an illusion of the room, except but, but with 
Except, I, except I make like um uh like a, an eighteen plus card <laughs> float on, on, on his on bank That's pretty hand good. As he but this it. is like this is like to be clear, this is like one of those fucking early two thousands three D movies, right? Because Lion Shield has to like carefully move his hand, and you've got to move the card at the same time, and yeah. it's problems. Yeah, then, oh no, it, it, it's actually quite easy because Lion Shield's already wearing a <laughs> ball suit. <laughs> make for me. A little, uh, we'll call it a, um, uh, just an, in, an intelligence check. Make for me an intelligence check. You can have proficiency because it's your spell. And I'm helping, so advantage. And you need to get 15. I got a natural oh! Nice. Tim, Tim, oh, quarter, Tim. The quartermaster, um, the quarter, the quarter, the quartermaster, whose name is, is Blernsley the Goblin, um, Looks and says, oh, well, if your name isn't Tim, or uh, then I suppose I, I suppose I can't. What was the voice, Ben? Oh, oh I suppose. Oh, yes. Well, if, 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 I, I simply must see some identification that says you're Tim. And then he suddenly does a double take as he says Tim, and he looks at the card again. Goodness me. Of course you're Tim. You've been Tim your whole life. Never My have I seen name. somebody more Tim. I have something Tim. for you. And he gets out like a name badge, a really beautiful, ornate name badge that's like embossed and all that. And it, and he kind of magics around it and it says Tim on it. That's He magics around it? Does that like mean there's like glowing lights that he's... Yeah, so it's like, it's like, you know, it's like when you go to a, a kiosk and you can get like a friendship bracelet with a specific name on it. He does that. Now, this is on the house. You still get a dip in the bag, but I just want you to wear this and wear this with pride. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, now, Dave, how do we do a remote well, dip in the bag? Well, you don't do a dip in the bag because I've said that you don't get a dip in the bag, but you can get anything that you want out of the Quartermaster's supplies. I'm, I'm sure I heard <laughs> dip in the bag. Play back the fucking taping. What do you want? What, we all what do you want? Because the Quartermaster does not have one of every magic item in the Dungeon Master's Guide and Xanathar's uh, Guide to Everything and every fucking book that the D&D has created. You're not in heaven. You're not in hell. You're not in a magical plane. But you are in a functioning Quartermaster's office and everything that we could reasonably expect he has, he has. So you can get one of anything you can convince me he would have. Yes. Um, do you have an itinerary? I, can <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, not an itinerary, a catalog. Itinerary? Uh, a catalog. He, he just says, look behind me, and he indicates at shelves that are stacked with every type of armor, weapon, adventuring gear that you could imagine. Um, there are chains, crip, um, um, caltrops, um, pittons, beans, climbing There's- gear. A, a, a tent so a Nine boat. types of beans Cannoli beans Six different types of knives uh, String beans Any magical uh, items? No. Lima beans I believe uh, Is that a rocket launcher I see over there? Uh, no <laughs> No and <laughs> it's, Dave this is, this is a weapon Of uncommon rarity It does 5d6 piercing damage And it only weighs 11 pounds Is it possible they have One of these In the quartermaster's office? Given that they're at where did, war, where are you getting that from? Where are you getting rocket launcher? Uh, it's yes. it's I mean, a w- alternatively, pulls, Dave. No, no he, you know, before you look at them, Dave, I'll let you choose whether it's a rocket launcher or a bazooka. Thank you for once again empowering me as the dungeon master. He he says this is actually what's well, funny that you've spotted this. This is a little something of my own of my own invention. Uh, it was originally a heavy crossbow, but I have rigged it up with vials of alchemist fire. I think you could fire it probably 
twice. It's double barreled, as they say, and it would fire. I believe here it says I have between eighty and. And uh, you know okay, what? Yes, I, I, I haven't even named it yet, so I shall call it the Tim. And he gives you what is essentially a fancy rocket launcher with two shots that fire four vials of alchemist fire on each salvo, and then it explodes in your face and damages you. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, he, this isn't this isn't a malfunction. I I haven't been able to fix this." After the second shot, it explodes and damages the user. I'm warning you now, there's no roll involved. Just remember that. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to use it once and then give it to someone else. Excellent. And um, as the dragon friends sit in the quartermaster's office, aware that their patron, Janos Mir, is done under, it is clear now that a second mission awaits them for Lothario was but one half of a puzzle of two pieces for Eleanor Grundle of the Grundle School must also be claimed if the resistance is to return to its glory as it was under Banknote so it may one day be again for Banknote was a hero a mythic figure a legend amongst people one who could never be replaced but with two lieutenants under him and under him Banknote's son there may yet be a chance if Banknote's friends are thrown into the equation to find peace once again in lands otherwise claimed by vampires under rule of night and despair such is the way of these dark times such is the will of these dark forces such is the fate of the dragon friends thank you the dragon friends are Eden Lacey Michael Hing Simon Griner and me Alex Lee and are DM'd by Dave Harmon with NPC voices by Ben Jenkins Shakira Khan produces and designs our website the podcast is mixed and mastered by Hugh Guest and recorded live from our homes in this age of spooky coronavirus with music by Tom Cardi. Sweet dreams. Where's Baston? He was training in the jungle. Bobby Pancake. He was running with the wolves. Where was Fields? Learning to read from the talking dog, yeah. Where's Banknote? He runs his puppet's company. Dark Lord's tribe. He's a very naughty man. Firing together. The life of hope we call the dragon friend. Where is the clap that we're going to end yeah. the, the, the first record with? Ready? Yeah. Okay. Five, four, four three, three, two, two one, one, clap. <laughs> so, Ben, you ben gotta listen, not help. <laughs> ben, you got to listen to Hing, not clap, clap along, because you were out of sync. I got really excited. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're clapping on zero. We're clapping uh, on zero. I'm not going to say anything. Okay, well, let's stop it. <laughs> Have fun with that, Hugh. Sorry, Hugh. <laughs> yeah, with, sorry, Hugh. Good luck with that. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.